good, the good, the bad, the bad, and, and the ugly. The ugly. With Terence Pillay. A couple of seconds short of 20 to 9 on East Coast Breakfast. Good morning, Terence. Morning, Darren. What you got for us today? Tell you what, we all know it's lights out and everybody's home, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're all pretty fed up with being plunged into darkness every day. Hang on a second. Yeah, we're upset now. When we find out we're going to be going another two weeks, <laughs> I don't think we're quite that fed up yet. We've got these marathon load shedding uh, sessions, right? Mm. And everyone, um, uh, like everyone else in the country, I keep asking myself, how did we get to this point? You know, some of the reasons are clear. A lack of maintenance and inability to sufficiently provide for the needs of the country. Mm-hmm. But there are also allegations of mismanagement mm-hmm. uh, and a poorly skilled management incapable mm-hmm. of doing what they were appointed to do. At a media briefing yesterday, Minister of Public Enterprises Praveen Gordon said that Eskom has installed capacity of 48,000 megawatts. Mm-hmm. But only about 28,000 has been available in recent days due to a system breakdown and the tropical cyclone Idai, uh, which affected Mozambique and impacted South Africa's power supply. Mm. South Africa imports about 1,150 megawatts of electricity from the um, Kahora Basa hydroelectric generation station from the neighboring country, and transmission lines and pylons were damaged uh, in the storm. But the fact is, it's a simple case of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. The country demands a certain amount of power, and the supplier, which is just one company, Mm -hmm. one state-owned enterprise, ESCOM, which cannot supply to this demand, and now in order to meet supply, their solution is to load shed and this load shedding process has now become an endless frustration to mm. us all. Mm. Government has also spent a lot of money building co- coal-fired power plants like Kosile and Madupi. Uh, there was a lot of drama about nuclear power because environmentalists were jumping up and down about nuclear being evil and mm-hmm. of course politically it was evil because of the Russian deal um, mm-hmm. and that was being uh, that was being done and a stop was put to that. I do believe nuclear should be the way to go because uh, it seems to be more efficient and can produce a lot more power but the question is what is to be done with all that radioactive waste mm-hmm. people are also terrified about what happened in japan with the earthquake that broke their nuclear power station mm-hmm. and people still have vivid memories of can we uh, just like to, to just pause there for a second japan up there with germany with one of the most efficient countries on yeah. planet earth still could not avoid a fallout yeah. at their station 100 percent. you think we're gonna do well we can't <laughs> even keep saa afloat no, hundred percent. So that is the biggest fear. I'm, I'm more fearful of that about. than radioactivity. <laughs> and uh, would you really choose um, nuclear over renewables? I, yeah, it's it's another discussion. Pricing wise, you're looking at a trillion versus you know a lot more job. Hundred percent. I'm all for I'm all for renewables, but I mean that comes with its own set of problems as well, which okay. I think we need to discuss okay. at some stage. You know, uh, people still have vivid memories of Chernobyl disaster. They fr- so people are frightened sure. of nuclear power for good reason. Yeah, of course. Um, there was the other thing that we did, which was invest a lot of money researching and developing the pebble bed modular reactor, mm-hmm. uh, which was some kind of special power generation thing. Uh, we ran out of money on this project, and then. So sold off the intellectual property Mm. to an American company and never finished developing it. This now leaves us still digging coal out the ground and Mm. burning it Mm. so uh, we can make power. So everything is a two-sided coin. 
You can be frustrated and deal with it, or you can be frustrated and slit your wrists. Load shedding is terrible and mm. is having dire consequences uh, for the economy. Mm. While companies, um, you know, whole companies and factories are, are shut down uh, for hours at a time, there's uh, so much loss of productivity and people are aggravated. Our very own president was stuck on a train for two hours this week and How embarrassing uh, was that? experienced it for himself. <laughs> he had two hours of it. The ordinary man has days of it. Mm. And his response was that heads should roll for this. Well, actually, he should be rolling his own head over this since mm. the buck should stop with him. And coming up, I'll tell you why you shouldn't slit your wrists. So, oh, uh, thank you. No I was shedding. worried about that. Thank you. It's coming up in, with Terrence. The good, the good, the bad, the bad, and, and the ugly. The ugly. With Terence Pillay. So Terence, earlier you said uh, load shedding is reality. We can either deal with it or slit our wrists. Tell us how we don't slit our wrists on this. So look, the word is that the new board at Eskom is trying to fix the problem. But you aren't going to fix the problem overnight. Um, they've uh, allowed infrastructure to deteriorate. They haven't dealt with major problems in their supply chain. So you're not going to flick a switch, mm. literally, mm. and fix the problem overnight. I heard yesterday um, they, need, uh, they need speed and time. Yeah, and they're also looking for a 6.9 billion rand loan. Okay, that's let me check my story. other pants. I don't <laughs> yeah. have them in, in these pants. So I read an interesting article about a speaker at a Gibbs seminar that said that um, it can be fixed. We have really good people and really good infrastructure and uh, there just needs to be more of a concerted effort mm. to sort this out. Um, and there's meant to be an energy master plan which says that we can't just rely on one source of energy. Mm-hmm. We need alternatives. Um but what's, but what's happening with that, nobody knows. Mm. It's, um, however, a terrible situation. Um, we went through it before and survived. The difference now is that the electricity is often off for more than six hours at a time mm. and in some areas for longer periods. Um, there seems to be more faults now as a direct result of load shedding than before. For example, on Sunday, we were off for five hours. We had our two-hour block of load shedding, and then right after that, there was a fault um, that put the whole area off again for mm. another three hours. They did eventually fix it, and, and we came back on. But normally, in a six-month period, if you have a cable fault and you're off for three hours, let's just say, mm. that's okay. You can still deal with it. The problem is when six hours of load shedding is added to that the issue is compounded. So the normal routine faults that you would encounter added to load shedding just frustrates people. And of course, I don't know the technicalities of it, but switching people on and off so regularly is causing havoc to appliances, Mm -hmm. uh, office equipment, and so on. In actual fact, we have a threat for water shortages. shortages, Speaking properly today. Water Water shortages shortages that could be as a result of load shedding. Yes, 100%. And they say they have a 30-minute window to switch people on and off again Mm. to minimize damage to equipment, but I don't imagine this is working too well, at least not from uh, comments I've seen on social media. Mm. I think we must also realize that this is not unique to South Africa. I know it's happened in San Francisco and Greece before. Mm. Um, in fact, in Greece, the power outages happen all the time and people from the relevant authority then go home when it's time to leave work and people have to wait the next day to get hold of the electricity department for help. Um, so if we say that ESCOM can only supply so much electricity, we need to ask ourselves what we as citizens can do mm. uh, to meet the supply as opposed to creating more demand. The problem also is that when the power comes back on after the two hours, mm. everybody rushes to do everything they couldn't. You're charging every device exactly. you own. Um, you're running your tumble dryer, washing machine, yep. dishwasher, and now the load is strained again. Mm. If we all just become a little more energy efficient, that 
Brooks got your help for me. Eskom's a very strange business, though, because it's in the business of selling electricity and yet encourages people not to use it. All right, thank you, Terence. And this is a story that's not going to be going away, so I look forward to your updates after April. Yeah, I will do. Thank you, Terence. Well, that's it from us, guys. We're on leave. We're officially on leave right now. East Coast Breakfast is on leave. Sky Shabalala, you and uh, Kendra and her family and June Rose are going to Edge here in Cape Town. Enjoy. Oh, yes, that's a week today or tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Next, yes, next, next week, Thursday. Thursday. Next I'm Thursday. So, it's a society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miller, what you got planned? I am going to finish the recovery process uh-huh. and yeah, catch up on all the things on show Max and Netflix and all those things. Nice. Well, listen, uh, also, don't forget to get, uh, to get your tickets for East Coast Radio Gibbs Business Breakfast in association with Trade and Investment KwaZulu-Natal. All the details are online. Don't lastminute.com this one. You don't want to miss out on this one. I promise you. ecr.co.za Thank you in advance to Carol and Jay Spoo who are going to be filling in for us uh, yeah. in our absence. And when, when are you going to be back? Well, we're back on the 1st of April. I don't know about you. I'm doing... Business, business. business. So I'll be back in the second. Yeah. But I'll, I'll see you on Saturday, Darren. I'll see, what's happening Saturday? Right. I'll see you at the game. Yeah, at the game. All right, mate. Okay, I love you, bye. Cheers. Darren Hall, Carrie Miller, and Sky Shabalala. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m.